Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Uh, we were talking before the break there about Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky uh, coming to Canada because it sounds like that's what he's going to be doing later this week. It's not confirmed yet, but it sounds like it's he's going to come here after he visits Joe Biden in the States. He's going to come and sort of remind us that, hey, uh, there's still a war going on. Thanks for being great support up until now. And also continue to please support us. And I think that's good. I know for me, like life just is so busy and like stuff happens here. Uh, and, and like I was talking with, um, Dr. Lisa Sundstrom, she's a poli sci prof at UBC. She was saying like, it gets bumped out of the news cycle and it's been going on for, you know, a long time now. And it kind of just, it just goes to the back burner, but him coming here reminds us. And that's, I think part of the deal It's like, reminds us that like, there is still a war happening and they still need support. And, uh, here now to keep that conversation going is Milos Pospisil. He's been on before. He's a volunteer who he's driven medical supplies to the front line, uh, with a company called project Voya. They do that. He's been to Ukraine several times. He helped evacuees get out driving and, uh, very familiar with the situation there. So I thought it'd be great to bring him back on and just ask, so, Milos, uh, what are things like uh, in Ukraine right now? Well, you know, I was there in person uh, just, just back in June, so just a few months ago, right when the uh, counteroffensive was getting started. Um, and, of course, you know, there's a lot of talk about how slowly uh, the counteroffensive is progressing. But I think what's really important to... To remind everyone of is how difficult this task is. It's immensely difficult for um, the Ukrainian army, despite the um, weaponry that they've been given uh, by by allies. Um, they don't really have air superiority, which is a major issue for them. I don't think any sort of Western army would attempt um, operations on this scale without air supremacy. And they, they are still lacking some um, long-range um, weapons such as the Atakums and, and, and other things. And it's important to mention that, you know, the Russians have had a year to prepare for this counteroffensive. So they've, they have extensively mined uh, vast areas of the, of the zero line, which is extremely difficult to get through. Um, and then they have a network of defense structures, uh, tank trenches, and then um, infantry trenches, and what they call dragon's teeth, those uh, cement barriers to try and prevent uh, mechanized forces from moving forward. So it's a very complex, difficult, costly, in terms of human lives, um, undertaking. And, and, you know, they're, they're, they're making progress, but slowly. And at some point, um, there will be a significant breakthrough. We're already starting to see some of that happening on the southern front, on the Robotine axis, where they could end up, you know, Russian defenses could end up collapsing in that area at some point. And if, 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 if the Ukrainians can get as far as Tokmak, which is a city a bit further to the south, it's a, it's a really key railway hub for the, 
the resupply of the entire area, that would pretty much uh, you know accomplish a lot of their goals. So um, yeah, I hope that helps a little bit in in my view of how things are going. Yeah, absolutely. And now, uh, big news sort of today. This is unconfirmed because you know typically things like this they keep fairly under wraps. But sources are saying that Ukrainian President Zelensky will be visiting Canada as part of this upcoming trip that he's on, uh, addressing the UN, and then he's scheduled to go to the states to speak with President Joe Biden, and that following that, he'll be coming to Canada to speak to uh, our Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau. How does that make you feel, to know that he's coming here and that Canada is going to host him, like, theoretically, obviously, is what it sounds like, but that he's going to have a presence here and and that Canada is is supporting um, the war in Ukraine in that way? Yeah, no, I think it's wonderful. I think it's great that he's coming. I think Canada deserves a visit from 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 President Zelensky. Uh, we've been a very very strong ally of Ukraine's from the beginning of the invasion. Um, it'll be his second visit here, uh, the first since the invasion uh, happened last year. Um, and you know, I you know, Canada has given almost two billion dollars in military assistance. You know, we've trained about thirty-seven thousand of their soldiers. Um, we've taken in uh, 170,000 or so uh, Ukrainian refugees um, to date. Um, you know, and Canada has like uh, the largest diaspora of, of Ukrainians outside of, of, of Russia, like at 1.4 million. So Canada is a very important uh, ally and partner. And I, I think he, he wants to acknowledge that by coming here. And primarily, I think he wants to thank us and he wants to ensure that we, our, our support continues. Really, I, I do expect he might uh, ask for some more Leopard 2 tanks. You know, he might have some specific requests around more funds for, for air defenses. Um, but other, uh, otherwise, yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's, it's great. And, and, you know, his visit is also important to rem- remind everybody we really can't take our eye off the ball when it comes to helping uh, Ukraine. We have our own domestic uh, issues here, right? I mean, cost of living is going up. People are are, are worried about day-to-day things, and and um, it's easy to forget that there's a uh, you know a genocidal war happening out there. And him coming out here to speak to us, and 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 uh, you know, uh, basically, uh, he's make he's doing a world tour in in, in a way. Uh, to reinforce unity. Unity is is a big, big theme for him. He spoke about that at the UN as well, um, that only through unity can we really, uh, um, you know, achieve victory. Right. Yeah. And I think you share you the the feelings that you talk about there. A lot of a lot of people share. Um, Milos, what would you like to see uh, Canada do next to support Ukraine and, and the people there? Yeah, I think I think we need to help uh, help him spread the message. You know that 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 unity um, across all the allies across around the world really is how we can prevent um, future wars as well. Um, I think that um, it's important that we continue to support Ukraine in every way possible um, through, through through continued funding. Uh, through those additional Leopard 2 tanks and, and in any other capacity that we can. Uh, but we should try and amplify his voice um, and, you know, really um, take note of some of the key themes from his speech to the UN. Um, 
you know, where he talks about how important it is, um, how important it is that Ukraine is, 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 is fighting back and that we have uh, uh, the first opportunity ever, you know, for, for ending this war on the terms of the victim state um, and, and so on, you know. So, yeah, just continued support is very important. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I agree with what you're saying about how this is part of him reminding us, you know, because one of the things that happens in, in situations like this is it, it becomes easy to, uh, like you say, get consumed with, with just regular life, you know, and we go through these seasons where, you know, things change on the front and, and we talk about it for a bit, but it does, it, 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 because it's so far away physically, I think for so many of us that are, you know, focused on life at home. It's easy to, to, you know, put that, let that slip to the back of our mind. And we need to remember that um, things are really serious there and it's very important stuff to talk about. And I, I think President Zelensky coming here to keep that at the forefront and to rally support is a great thing as well. So uh, thank you for your time, uh, Milos. Milos Papasil uh, with us talking about uh, uh, President Zelensky's potential visit Nothing's confirmed. Uh, they they keep these things uh, close to the chest for you know for obvious reasons. But it sounds like he'll be visiting uh, with uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau following his visit with President Joe Biden. Uh, thanks so much, Milos. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me.